Hey, Garrett, what's going on, dude? Nothing. Uh, just moving again. Well, what happened? Did your girl kick you out? <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> again, again. Well, what happened this time? Nothing. I literally said, Christy, I love you. I love you with every inch of my being forever and ever. And she kicked you out for being sweet. No, she kicked me out because her real name's Brenda or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a real smooth move. But you know what is a smooth move? Tell me, Manny. What's a smooth move? Smooth Carries Moving Company. I think I heard of them. You think they can help me out? I think so, man. Just call them at 719-248-4726 or email them at info at smoothcarriers.com. It's super weird that you know that. It's but again, like <laughs> I couldn't remember Deborah's name. No, you so. couldn't. No, you couldn't. But these guys are also affordable, honest, and experienced. You can even call them now and get a free quote over the phone. Well, they got more than me. I got a lot of stuff. You think they can help me? Uh, I think they can. These guys move commercial businesses all the time, including specialty items like giant safes, pianos, hot tubs, you name it. Wow. I have none of that, but I'm glad they can move that. <laughs> good idea. Good idea. I like it, too. Hey, at least that'll be your one smooth move of the week. I think you're right. Maybe later I can patch things up with Heather. Yeah, I think her name's Brenda, dude. I don't care. She's got a couch. And we're back. Doesn't Garrett love when I say that? We're Guys, back. Welcome Episode back. 10. No, this is, 11. this is 11. This is 11. This is 11. We're getting our shit oh, yeah. together yeah. with uh, good old Manny Crespin and my best friend ever, Garrett Waller. This is my eighth, my eighth episode. And I'm out of air. <laughs> Trying to take care of two dogs is a, is a hassle. But yeah, it's your eighth episode. This is our first one of us back together. It's the sequel. The sequel of us playing around. It's episode three. <laughs> of the... Of the <laughs> Of the sequel and us, um, us just uh, finding our origin story, playing around. Dude, I just realized my cat, my so I got a new chair. For those of you watching now, see that we're in a different kind of version of the studio. I feel like mine is more lax. You don't get to lay back as much as I do, huh? I'm a lot of man. (laughs) I thought it was just the chair. It feels like it's a relaxing chair. I love this chair because I don't have to. My boobs don't. Ah. And there it is. There it is. The official studio lights to get things going. And we have a special guest here today, a buddy of mine who I wanted to be in the studio just to hang out, play with, react to, ask him some questions because uh, he's a guy I also work with. Uh, Tony Harper, you're on the show today Tony with us. Tony Harper. Tony Harper. I wouldn't down. say special, but I expected this interview. You, ex- you expected it? I did. Oh, like you mean for you to be a guest on it or what? I just knew you really wanted me to be on this for a long time. Boner. I know you've been doing it for years, and uh, or 11 episodes, and oh, I just can't life. believe it took me this long to get on here, oh, so fuck life. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. <sighs> now, of course, man, uh, we're lucky just to have you here, too, and I know you did. <laughs> we're having a hard time with our dogs. These this damn is dogs. fucking amazing. <laughs> Bear William. I'm going to give them both an enema. Bear William. Bear William, and is that is is that a thing you do when you get mad at him, like white people do with their children, where they say all three names when they get upset? Well, it's become more of a habit. When Damn, we first got him, we spanked him. Yeah, when we first got dog. him, his name's Bear. <laughs> so we used to take him on walks and hikes and that. That's very white. Off yeah. leash, incredibly white. And um, one day we were in um, Pikes Peak National Forest. And we lost him. There's like a deer, some kind of animal. He ran off, right? Oh my God. So you're sitting there through Pikes Peak Forest yelling, Bear! Screamer, bear! bear. 
Oh, that's so good. Three, no, you don't understand. It's my dog. And it's a bear. Three middle-aged dog. women came up to us like wide-eyed. Where's, this where's bear? the bear? Where? Oh, and so that's when we realized if we follow it with a William. Bear William. There's no chance anyone's going to get scared. Wait, but your last name's Harper. Just became a, yes. Who correct. the fuck is Bear William? This little guy right so here. So it's, it's Bebe. The Bebe. It's, a, it's a middle name. It's a, it's a middle name. Bear William. Have you ever heard of a white thing as bad his as that? Bear Bill? <laughs> Bear Bill is Billy, his name? Billy Willie. It sounds like, like the fun Bill. president. Like, Billy did you know Willie. his nickname was Bear? Bear Billiam. This dude's gonna start a fire getting that moan. Dude, I know he is. Shag carpet. This is gonna be the. <laughs> this is gonna most... be the episode, dude. <laughs> if you thought the last podcast was metal, just wait. Yeah, this gets more metal than that. When you start a fire you and have to put it out with the dog, don't think I won't, Gatsby. Uh, also, a thing that Tony brought along today is something that him and I have talked about personally. Is he starting a kombucha? A bucha, huh? Kombucha. Right. What's uh, so? Tell me, how do you make kombucha? Explain to the people. What it is that this is? What is this? So it is a tea that's fermented, but truthfully, it starts with two things. I don't know how you open it. Go ahead. Swing top. You need two things. You need a, a dream, and you need a toilet bowl. That makes sense. Are you serious? If you've got those two things, you can make it happen. You can make it happen. <laughs> I think that's how you... Isn't that how you make methamphetamines, though? Oh, uh, oh no. You I used the bathtub for that. Well. <laughs> Dude, there was a guy back in college that got busted for making methamphetamines in his toilet in the dorm. Honestly, good for you. An aspiration oh, yeah. reaching so high. Hey, just, yeah, just an entrepreneur. You're related to college and you're doing that? And a chemist. Yeah. So, uh, you want to try this with me, G-Thang? I will. <laughs> okay. Wait, so this on. one probably... Do you want to do it to Tony or you already know since this is your life? Uh, no, I'll try some. This one I think is probably If you supposed- didn't, we were going to have issues. Yeah, yeah. Poison the water. Why don't you? I've seen Breaking Bad. This one I think is probably about 3% maybe alcohol, so not terribly strong. I've got some at home right now that'll be close to 7 or 8 when it's done. So okay. Like oh, here we go. The real taste. Uh, Tony's Kombucha. What is it called again? The name of your... Oh, uh... What is it called? <laughs> in a dream. <laughs> that's, how, that's how long over you are. Life's a booch. Back huh? country. Back country. Oh, back country. With huge. Em- oh, that's it? good. Try- I'm, okay. Are you nervous? Have you ever tried kombucha? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had it one time in college, and it's this is good. Chill. It's like I a think fun I'm wine. Shy because they're like, it's it, there's health benefits to it. <laughs> yeah. What are the health benefits? Antioxidants and addiction. Um. Honestly, I think it's the polyphenols. But addiction's up there. <clears throat> Do people get addicted to kombucha? I don't think so. I'm just going to take these off. Seriously, dude. <sighs> there we go. Okay. Um, we've been wanting to get together and just play around. That's a huge part of this, too. Garrett and I was always have an agenda. Different comics coming on. When we have Johnny come on, I'm sure we're going to dig deep in his life. Tracy and all that stuff. But today's origin story. Origin story day. I told someone that at work, and all day they were just like, these guys are fucking weird. And I was like, what? They're like, why are you telling orgy stories? I'm like, I can see where we got that confused. All day. All day. Orgy (laughs) stories. It's our orgy stories. Like that happened. You ever had an orgy? No. I'm actually beefing with another dude on a podcast right now. 
What? His name's Pete from the Pete and Emily podcast, and that guy can go fuck himself. Tell me why. But if you didn't know this, Tony, if you haven't listened to it, you've listened to all 10 episodes. Um, I haven't even posted them all. But uh, Garrett loves, he's he's like Arby's, dude. He wants some cheddar and some beef. Constantly. Okay. So what did this guy do? <clears throat> all right, so he has the audacity to, to uh, try and speak for all men. He says, most men don't want, like, a thick woman or, like, an obese woman. And I'm like, I love curves. That is my fucking jam. I, who says? Why would he say that? Why would he say most men? I have no idea. Because so I, I made a, a I TikTok don't think men feel that way. Yeah. Calling him out, got some traction, and then he has the audacity to comment today, saying I should. He fucking gave me a backhanded compliment. <laughs> He's like, like, oh my bad. I should have said most fit men. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Most we're changing demographics. He's seriously going. Lose He's the argument. Oh. He's trying. Yeah. Yeah, he loses the argument. What a fucking idiot. So is, he's not a comic, obviously. No, not at all. Where is he based out of? I don't fucking know. It's uh, Pete and Emily Potts. What are you doing? <laughs> but um, he's just... I, and then he's like, I, if I can find refutable evidence, I'm sure he'll change the demographic Yeah, I'm again. sure he will again. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said this. Until it boils down to he doesn't like thick or obese women. You know what? I think that's also a mature thing. That like men love a real woman like I, like I love curves too. I like them soft. I like soft and curvy and like they like us for you know I don't know if it's cushion for the pushing as they say, what? but I like I like I like I want a woman to throw me into her tit like you did and just like suffocate me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah someone because that's the kind of woman that is like very uh, not just confident but like. Someone that takes charge, you know? Yeah. Because look at me. Look at me. Am I, am I going to be the dominant one in a sexual relationship? Probably not. Well, I, I don't mind people having preferences, but don't speak my mind for me. <laughs> don't, don't. So why do you like Kirby? I just, I do. There, it's my jam. I can't really tell you. Like, it's just always kind of my thing. Tony? Yes. How about Kirby? I think Kirby's great. Yeah? See? Fuck him! Yeah, fuck you, Pete. Pete? <laughs> I, I'm not into that Barbie doll look, that, like, thin thing. It's not. No, I think well, it was a get old girl. too, like, if you like the Barbie style girl. And Barbie. Like, whatever you want. I'm not. And I wouldn't be, like, all guys or most guys or... Dude, it's all... It's all... It's about what you like or what you're comfortable with. And that's the thing I learned about me, too. I've dated every race... Every kind of girl, you know, older and younger, and uh, I don't know what my Cambodian. Got yourself some uh, cougars, huh? Uh, yeah, I have had a cougar. Did we talk about it? I think she was in her forties. Oh yeah, yeah, this is where you had the toilet thing. Yeah, I had the toilet. I had a bad incident go where I uh, ate all the ice cream before we went on a date, nice. and like Cougar had balls are showing. At least the camera's not on me right there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that's on him. Dude, Cece got so offended at me the other day. Why? Because like, hey, you want to see my testicles? She's like, yeah, sure. And I just whipped him out of the bottom of my short leg. I was like, oh, you so go. you're clothes. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> At least it would have been funnier if you had a hole in them just like the last time. Well, she was like, why would you do that? I was like, you said you wanted to see. She's like, yeah, but you don't yank them through your pant leg. <laughs> why not? How many times have you peed like that where you didn't pull down, but you lifted up the bottom of your shorts? Yeah. That's what men do. Sorry. And it, for you to be able to have that hang on you, well, I think part good for of it, you. too, honestly, is what country you're from. For instance, <clears throat> one time I was snowboarding, and I <laughs> needed to take a leak horribly bad. He's like a professor. So I kind of worked my way up to 
like a closed um, section of the slope where they have a little eatery. Um, snow bank, probably the height of the ceiling. Okay. Perfect safe spot. Everything's unzipped. I'm on my knees, pissing in the snow. On his knees, nonetheless. On my knees, pissing in the snow. Why? Wait, why on why your knees, you though? Your knees? Because if you're standing, the likelihood of the wind blowing your urine back in front of you oh, significantly higher. He's a, he's a scientist. So you, so you keep it low to the snow. <laughs> keep it low to the snow. That's someone. Were you and, drunk or sober? I mean, maybe you had a buzz going. Years, I know you. But I wasn't wasted. For him to think of that in that moment, mm. good for you. Right. Pissing well, in the I've wind. That's the name of our next podcast. I've made Pissing the in the wind. As I'm as I'm peeing, I see this person walking towards me. It's a girl, full ski outfit, you know, dressed to the nines, total foreigner. And as I'm peeing, she's asking me straight faced, "So, do you know where the entrance is? Like, is this place open?" Midstream, can't stop. Your I hand said, is holding it. Oh, it sounds like a felony. freezing cold, shriveled up. And I said, <laughs> nope. I said, I don't think it's been open all day, and I don't think it's going to open for the rest of the season. Which further confuses her because she's like, well, where did you get that pig in a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, okay? But the best part was it was like a normal day, and I'd have to imagine it's just a European thing. Come here. Oh, yeah, they're used to Peters all day. If you come day. here, I very well might have been doing some minor jail time. Small offense. Minor jail time. Yeah, you're peeing on that. But it's, that's a thing. Like, at my parents' house that live outside of town, every time we go there, it's like a man thing for Dad and I to just go to the edge of the cliff and just take a piss off in the wind. Oh, it's the most alpha thing you can do. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? Have you ever... Do you like yeah, to pee outside? outside? Do you like to be outside? You're out... Just feels There's weird. a freedom to it. Even in a place where... I've peed off my patio late at night a couple times when I drank. Yeah, but I don't mind peeing outside. It's fine. Like, I've done it. You don't get enjoyment out of it. You don't feel anything. I just, like, usually it's because the bathrooms are occupied. <laughs> a quick break for it. I saw a guy at, uh, like, a, a, some kind of a festival a few years ago. So there was uh, two sections. There was a back section for like uh general admission and then like a little fence and then the guys that paid a couple more bucks there was a guy get it you don't know him tony that's what he does he throws up live on air (laughs) that was so much i have so many recordings of this guy exiting all holes well that sounded weird but a lot of a lot of gas exiting both his mouth and his butt (laughs) it's disgusting but anyways there was a guy huh did you save him no, oh, no, I did not. Oh, this guy, okay. it was a chain link fence, by the way, pulls it out, starts peeing, not on the fence, through the fence. And I stop and I start recording uh, from behind him, from behind him. And uh, and then everybody sees this guy and I'm just laughing because I cannot believe he thought, you know what? They probably won't see. This is a fence in my way. People just look behind him and they uh, they all start just grabbing him and he continues peeing all over everybody and they chucked him out of there. But I just couldn't believe the confidence. I understand peeing in pu- uh, not public. No. I understand peeing outside, but yeah. But having someone walk up on you and have a conversation. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. So how's your day? How's it going? Because I want to ask you, uh, or I'm going to ask somebody here about their day. Tony had a weird experience at the gas station. A weird gas station Give space. us a summary of how it went. Um, I want to know if you've ever been in this situation, because I have. But go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm coming down from Denver. Mm-hmm. Probably the most miserable city here in Colorado. Beautiful. Tons of things to do, but man, the walks of life up there. <laughs> Making my way down. 
Gordon, um, and now I'm about Castle Rock, looking forward to just getting out. Yeah, need to pump some gas in the Jeep, take a leak. And um, as I'm pulling in, I notice it's a pilot, and I just have this thought in my head. I'm like, you know, like if if there's a place to get abducted, it's these pilots. Like, wow, is, this is where it happens. What do you mean, a pilot? Pilot gas station. Gas station. Oh, gotcha. They've got the two sections, you know, like the semi. I forgot about those. Yeah, I rarely see them. Don't know why that thought came into my head. It's not something I think of regularly. Well, that's good. Pull into the spot, fill it up with gas, make my way into the thing, and I get stopped by, like, two cars. Well, this guy pulls up right in front of me as I'm trying to enter, rolls his window down, and says, hey, I need need some help. I said, okay, what's up? He's like, how does he look? I need some money. He's Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern cat. How many are there? So there's two and a child. Okay. And they pull up in a car. They pull up in a Mercedes that looks like it was in an accident in the head-on collision or something on those lines. Half the front ends. But it's just kind of sketchy. But I'm like, okay, what's up? He asked for money. And he says, "Um, I need some money. He's like, okay, we need gas money. He's like, yeah, we got my son back here. We need to get to Miami. Wow, that is quite the fucking distance. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, well, so you need to get to the airport. Yes, we need to get kind of like some some words were said, didn't quite understand. And in the process of that, he starts taking like these massive pieces of gold, these gold rings, these gold (laughs) necklaces. I bet you sold them cologne. And he starts handing me gold. Like... And he's offering that for money. Well, it seems to be a, an oddly large amount, like probably five or ten grand worth of gold. <laughs> oh my God! I have my he's like, he put your hand and you, out and you were just holding it. it in my hand. As I'm staring at it, hey, hey. As I'm staring at it, his friend, I said, "Look, I don't need your gold. Like, you need twenty bucks." His friend takes his necklace off and hands me his two gold necklaces. Okay, so this is their You're plan. You're about to make the deal of a century. Dude, you got it going. Not one guy tried to convince. He realized it. The other guy comes in. Hey, I got this. He takes over. They practice this. Okay, so the second guy puts gold and in your I'm hands. I'm looking at this gold. I'm like, I don't think it's real. And I look. <laughs> I, I, see, I see an 18K on the chain. Okay. I see a 17K on the ring. And then the other chain is kind of tangled up with the other chain. So Would you take that much time? I would have already no, left. because it already sounds like it's it's, it's some sort of uh, ploy. <laughs> I know. But Tony's this kind of guy. Tony's the sweetheart that'll, like, give him time. You're literally, Did like, you holding. Did you take the gold? I was like, this, a thought that crossed my head was be a, a great prop for today in the podcast room. <laughs> yeah. All of us having a gold chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways. And with the plated numbers on it, too. Anyways, I did not take the gold. I did not help them. But... It was just a really interesting story, and wasn't terribly surprised that it happened at a pilot of so, all gas stations. So wait, 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 how did you let him down? You just said sorry, no. Yeah, yeah. I said, look, guys, there's about a thousand pawn shops here in Colorado. Smart you can man. Give four times that price for this gold. Smart man. I want to, guys. I want to. I, mean, I got it, the money. It sounds like a scam. It sounds like a for sure. A hundred percent. However, I've, it's always a gas station however, too. However, 
I just thought it would have been hilarious if I would have rolled up in here and in gold chains out. <laughs> yeah, guys, the these that idiots. Was this close. <laughs> these this idiots. Close. I gave him 500, yet yeah, I made 5,000 in just a couple dun, minutes. Dun, dun. We, wait, I have a good one. Have you been in like a scam situation like that besides a fucking horrible pyramid scheme where you show up hoping to hang out with a girl and really she's doing a PowerPoint presentation for you? That's happened to you? There was this girl I had a crush on, and she knew I had a crush on her in Spanish class in college. One day, she ran to me and was like, hey, you want to hang out tonight? Fucking right. Yes, I do. I had a condom in my in my wallet, as usual. It's old. It's very old. And I go over to her apartment uh, here at the college. As soon as I walk in, there were numerous guys sticking around, not doing anything. They're very quiet. And I was like, you know, this isn't my kind of thing. Like, am I just watching? What am I doing? And she's like, she brushes it off, like, as if she, she knows what she did, but didn't care. And next thing you know, she's like, thank you so much for coming. Guys, we can start. Pulls down a fucking uh, uh, white screen. Puts on the PowerPoint presentation. Guys, I'm a Black Star member, and I'm trying to get even higher. If you invest today in our new energy drinks, I'm like, fuck me. That's wheeling dealing. Okay, she wants you to show interest in Black Star. (sighs) She's got to show you her brown star. Her brown star. (laughs) That should have been her pitch for it, too. It might have worked. I do. I've never felt so stupid in my life, mm. uh, because like, especially because she knows she did it. It's like the power women have sometimes on you. They yeah. damn it, you know. But you've never been caught in a scam, no, at all. Because he's a smart one. Well, Let me yeah, tell you. I grew up. Well, I mean, have you ever? If someone ever tried to pull, I've never been caught. And besides that, but have you ever had somebody try to scam you like a good? Well, most definitely. What's a good one? I've I've grown up working in pawn shops. I've grown up. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, that's I, nice. That's cool. That's I, cool stories. Coin shops, pawn shops. I didn't know that. Like, I like, mm, <laughs> I know, like, I know not to get scammed, but like, I don't know. There, there are moments where you're like, this seems too good to be true, and if it seems right, true, then God, fucking, no. too good to be true. I there was a job that I had that was, I fucking hated it. And it's <laughs> uh, it was Kirby Kirby vacuums. And I thought there was some legitimacy behind it because my friend and his dad owned this branch down here, right down the street. And you trusted him. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. And then uh, I show up for work. I put my lunch in the fridge. All of a sudden, they're like, all right, guys, gather around. It's time to start singing. I was like. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they stand up. They start singing their fucking Kirby song. <laughs> yes, they sing the song. It's like a TV show. Yeah, and they're like, okay, now uh, training involved. Training for this job involved like breaking down one of their vacuums, identifying the pieces, putting it back together, and then you were supposed to uh, go out and uh, clean somebody's room for them, just a room in their house. And sing to them? Uh, no, you didn't have to sing, but like you were gonna clean it and that's how you sold the vacuum cleaner. And I was just like, oh, sweet. You know what, guys? Uh, I think I forgot my lunch in my car. I'll be right back. And I fucking never <laughs> Good for you. Uh, that's, it's awesome that you did just that. Yeah, no, that's, mm. Gally has a story about a guy that went, because he worked in a restaurant, and a guy came in. He was training him for his first day. And then as he was like, hey, this is this, this is that, the guy just goes, I don't think I'm going to do this. And he just walked out. Yeah. And everybody was just like, wow, like this kid did it. And the boss was just like, good for him, you know? Hey, dude. What are you doing? Fold him. I'm the smart one. Pretend to throw the ball joke. Works every time. My scam, at least like, at least you have the balls to do it. You did what everybody in the country wants to do to their job. Where you just show up and you're like, I think I'm good. And you, 
you do the whole, I'm going to go get cigarettes or a carton of milk and you don't show up again. So many times, like I worked for a company called GCS, Global Call Center Solutions. Fuck those guys. (laughs) Um, But they're a telemarketing place here. They're a third party for Comcast. They're the shadiest business I've ever worked for. Yeah, sounds like it. I spent 10 years working for them. No. 10 I remember when you were there. You made a lot of friends there that you still have, right? it wasn't for the people there. Uh, Never made it through. No, the dude that we had brunch with. He was, uh, I met him there. My first words to him, Uh because he came in wearing a Detroit Lions jersey, and I'm a Vikings fan. I was like, oh, this fucking guy. (laughs) And it was love at first sight. You got to have that that little headbutt. Well, I've done some extremely shady shit there. Really? Like something you knew? like Old people scams? No, no, I would hope not, dude. You wouldn't be able to sleep at night. That's extremely shady. Oh, man. You ever seen those documentaries on people over... Dude, there's a YouTuber that is such a genius engineer that he's catching those people in oh, a certain country. It's yeah. oh, sick. My grandpa was one of those people. No. Back Damn it. Was, back when he was alive, real old. But yeah, I'll oh, uh, send money to this. I'll send money. They get to a certain age and they're like, yeah, got to help the world. Yeah, that gotta sucks. Help the world. That, that would, so this happened one time. It'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> For all that shit. Dude. My worst shady one. This happened in Pueblo when I first moved here. Okay. Turned 21. My buddies and I are going to a strip club. So we go to a gas station off Highway 50. A Pueblo strip club? Oh, I wish. Where they have bullet oh. holes and C-section okay. scars and all that good stuff. C-scar Saturday. Yeah, huh? C-scar Saturday, dude. You get discounts if you've had children. So um, we go to this gas I'd station. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Is people could see the video maybe? of that. Ooh, I like that. It's so good. But no, we're going to Springs, uh, Deja Vu, which is basically Pueblo quality, you know? So we're, we're at the gas station loading up, and this guy comes over to us. He's got a scar across his eye like an awesome pirate, and he's bald, and he's just, you know, kind of, he looks shady already. And he's like, guys, guys, I my daughter is having a, a very severe brain surgery here soon. She's having a very important brain surgery, and we have almost all the money, but we're missing 15-something. He, like, he had a very specific number, 15-something to pay for the rest of the surgery. Is there any way you guys can help? And just like you should do, uh, hey, dude, I only have I only have credit card. Do you have like a slot? Do you have a slot machine? Do you have like a little card machine? Like, And that's all you can say to these guys. This was 10 years ago. And he's like, okay, God bless you, all that stuff. I see this guy, I swear to God, all of us worked at Pizza Hut for a week over here off Hudson before it got shut down because we thought it'd be fun to do it together. And we're all outside on smoke break. And this same guy walks over to us and says, hey guys, so my son is having this very crazy surgery. It wasn't a brain one. It was like some other kind of surgery. And we have it all except for 15 something. And my buddy, we all knew when we saw this guy, we're like, this motherfucker. My buddy goes... I thought it was your daughter having brain surgery. And he goes, fuck. And he turns around and leaves. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe he read. Like, imagine all the people he went up to. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. No, I had that happen once. I was at um, I was at Barnes & Noble over here. And this lady's like, I ran out of gas. Can you please help me? I've ran out of gas. I ran out of gas. I was like, well, which one's your car? <laughs> and uh, she points to this fucking Hummer. I was like, you should probably get a more fuel-efficient car. You should think about this stuff. But, like, I handed her a five. I was like, there you go. Are you serious? Yeah. Sweetheart. It's whatever. Five dollars, if I'm wrong, is five dollars. <laughs> it's five dollars. And then uh, stuff happens throughout the night, and I end up at the Southside Walmart. And she's like, guys, I, I could use some help getting gas. I was like, <laughs> you, you made it all the way Got you. <laughs> I lost my shit on her. I was like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> I, I trusted you. She's like, I'm not a liar. I was like, I just <laughs> handed you fucking money. 
You're a fucking liar. She gets in her car and drives away. It's like, oh. Good, good. Dude, oh my God. Isn't that the worst? Well, you know, I've had, I've seen it all. The most honest one I ever had was a guy that was like in his early... Boom! It was a guy in his early 20s. And <laughs> damn it. Uh, this guy was in his early 20s. I was at Walmart. Just and I love you. And he kind of looked thuggy. And he came up to me. He's like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I just got to jail. And I'm just trying to find a place to sleep and get fucked up at. And I was like... That's kind of refreshing. Nice. Thank you. My That's brother. Refreshing. When he Thank was alive. you. He would be the honest one? Yeah, he would be like... He's, he'd... Uh, He'd either be really honest about what he was looking for, or he'd make it funny. He'd uh, fly his flag funny, and uh, especially with him like hitchhiking from coast to coast, he'd go down south, and he'd be like, "Do it for Dale," and he'd draw the number three <laughs> with fucking angel wings. Dude, there's times where people do that where they're so honest about it that you're like, you don't feel bad giving him money. No, like there's that cat in, in Vegas, which I'm sure there's a lot of them, which I'm sure there's a lot that they just like, hey, kick me in the nuts and give me money. No. Okay. That's I feel fine. a lot better when someone's like doing something more entertaining. What's What's a good one you've had that you've seen entertaining that people ask for money on the street? Uh, mostly just, honestly, just like music or any any type of street performer. But um, yeah, that stuff's cool when they have like a set of talents throwing some backflips some kind up. Of talent, and then then it's like that's worth it versus you know. But I still give money out, probably more than I should. You know why? So Tony, uh, Tony does what I do on a professional level, though. Do you have you have your doctorates, yeah? No. No, but he's he's there. He's there. So like you got to see Tony's house, dude. Beautiful, right next to the uh, uh, college. This guy makes every even with that good money, he makes everything with his damn bare hands too. You're a, just a good modern American. Well, I've got a wall that's half collapsing in my house that I'm getting. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Better, I take back so. what I said. Uh, so what my grandma used to do is if somebody would ask her for money, like, uh, she'd be like, no, I'm not going to give you money, but I'll, you can go to lunch with me. And she'd take like these people that were begging for money and they'd go have lunch. That is awesome. And they'd try to get it to go. And she's like, no, no, no. If I'm paying, you're going to sit with me and we're going to have a conversation. And they were her lunch date for that day. And they'd Hmm. talk about like life and everything like that. Kind of cool. And then at the end, like she'd pay the bill and they'd go their own way. But... If my grandma was going to feed you, you were going to sit there and you were going to be her company. This is the one we talked about when I came over after our gig, the Farley gig that night. This is the grandma we were talking about that had a house, oh, yeah, yeah. like haunted and stuff. Dude, that is that is honestly the best thing I've ever heard somebody do for like someone in that position. I've handed out food and stuff when I used to work at a restaurant, but like to sit and have a conversation yeah. and like learn. What, that's like one of those stories about humans in New York, you know, yeah. where you're just finding out everybody's got a complex story. That's cool. There are no side stories. There are no side characters. There are no... Yeah, everybody. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. So, speaking of everybody's got a story, origin story. So, Tony, we wanted to kind of bring up the surroundings of which we decided comedy was something to pursue. Yeah. Just to to why do it, all that stuff, you know, where it comes. So, we're... uh, So, why did you start? Dude, it's a weird way. uh, Weird life... I was always kind of the funny one. I love that call. I was always kind of the funny one, but I was an idiot too. I was more like the, like the jackass funny, I think. I, I was the class clown funny. I wasn't true funny, I don't think. This guy's asking for it. So uh, I was in college. I went to College of Santa Fe, which was like a film school. And all my friends there went to, they, they all had comedy clubs around them. They all had actors around them. They're like, dude, you need to try this. You need to try this. So I left school, came here, and I decided I'm going to try this. I'm gonna try, try, try. 
son of a bitch. So I'm going to try not, this. Sports weren't your thing. Yeah, yeah, no. That's why I went to Santa Fe. So anyways, I went, uh, I get, came back and I gave myself a year to try stand-up. I talked to Sal. Sal and I were buddies at the time. We just became new friends and he's the kind that's like, fuck yeah, I'll be right there with you. So I wrote dumb shit for a year until I finally got the guts just to go do an open mic. And I did it. And I bombed for the first two minutes. And then I started doing some dumb beatboxing bit. Uh, <laughs> it was still dumb to this day. And whatever it did had laughs. So I ended on the laugh. And I just, you remember that feeling. Even yeah. with those times where like, you think you did good, but it, uh, but even some people thought you sucked. It's one of those things right. where like you at least felt funny in your head. I forget his name. Something Baca starts with the J, I think. But he's the talent coordinator for Comedy Works, not Deacons. I forget his name. But anyways, this guy came up to me and gave me a card, and he said, "Hey, kid, you're talented. Call me for this." And that just Is for that guy Matt to. Baca? He has long hair and glasses. Yeah, Matt Baca. Oh, Matt. Okay, dude. So. Uh, he did that for me, and I remember just for one person to come up and say something, I was like, I'm going to do this. And uh, I saw him again at Comedy Works years later, and he remembered me, which was fucking cool. I don't know if he would now, but it was just a cool story to help get me started. But mine originally was just maybe like yours, where I uh, my, my family was in family therapy because my brothers were hoodlums, you know? And um, the therapist said, okay, each one of your... Each one of you in the family are going to have a, an arranged assignment. One is going to be this person. One is going to be the organized one, takes care of the family. One's going to be the funny one that sees what's going on and is going to distract. And my mom said that's both her and my dad were like, there's Manny. There's Manuel. Manuel. So, and when they told stories about it, like I never knew why or where it came from, but they said that I would see what happened and I would do things, not say things, but mostly do things to try and be funny and distract like, if my brothers just got arrested, cops getting, hauling them away, I would get in my underwear and grab my crotch and point and do Michael Jackson. And I would do a whole Michael Jackson impersonation. For years, I remember mom saying, do Michael. Or, like, dumb voices like that. But I just remember that was, like, the start by mom and dad. Mom and dad just saying, hey, uh... We're just mom and dad ha having us in a situation where I think I just had to take upon that role. Yeah. Didn't mean to. But then but there's a thing about comedy, too, where, like, you, you... What gave you the confidence to get up there and just do it for the first time? Just getting the balls and holding yourself accountable. Just, like, you probably had thought about it for doing, doing it for a while, huh? Son of a bitch. So my friends in college, uh, College of Santa Fe, saying, you need to try this. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those things where I just made it a goal. I said I wanted to be an actor in a, in a horror house one time, which I still haven't done, but I wanted to do stand-up. It was like a resolution, and I had never done resolutions. So I, I did it. Just got the balls to do it. But it was more of like one was of those things. Terrifying the first like. Fuck yeah. Your first, yeah. Dude, I remember I was eating. Brad Galley started a month before me, and I, I he's another comic who's like twice as amazing. Great writer, but... I'm there, and I already chicken wings. I didn't eat the whole day. I was working at Rev over here as a radio station guy, and I remember telling people, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I said it on the air and all that stuff. I couldn't eat that entire day. So fucking nervous. And then I go to the show that night, order chicken wings because I'm about to pass out. Mm -hmm. Couldn't eat them. And Galley's like, mind if I eat those? <laughs> and he just ate my chicken. But it was like one of those things where I'll always remember. I'll always appreciate that. And he said, go get them. Like, just have fun. He was the first guy to give me advice just what to do. And... 
for the thing you got to do is just get up. How many just people go- were there? It was a good show. It was like 30 people for an okay. open mic. Okay. That's it was a, called Thunder and Buttons back in the day, which we both wor- worked back in the day. It was just old Colorado City fun. So it was a lot of crickets at first, and then you kind of... Oh, yeah. I bombed. And the stage is like... It's weird. Like, there's a thing that covers you in the front, so people only see from my belly button up. Yeah, so Where's I... your belly button showing? Yeah, seriously. Nice. I don't know. But it was one of those things where it was hard to see me. So I remember, I think I got on the stage and humped the stage to a joke. I don't remember what I did. So it was not funny. It was stupid. But it was the fact that somebody said, there's something. Just like working on a bit, there's something with you, and you do it. So That's cool. That was my start. It was just my family putting me in a position where you had to react, and then you decide, I'm going to try this. And it's up to you to decide if that's something you want to do. That was the single most boring origin story I've ever heard. (laughs) Really? Explain your origin story. (sighs) Mine. Look, wait, hold on, hold on. Tragedy. I just want to show yours. Yeah, my 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 family having my brothers act up wasn't tragedy. Absolutely. This? So I this? just needed to what write this. this. So this what is, is uh, episode number eleven. The number of times that Garrett glares at Manny because he's so much better. So you started out with one because I'm sure we're on it. So this is two. Oh. Garrett has to eleven, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, it's okay. So that's the number of times that Garrett is on a roll. I'm sure there'll be more, but mine is from tragedy, Manny. I'm a true comedian. Honestly, you didn't think that through. You're gonna have to reach and grab it. That should really go to the guest. He's gonna have a better view of how many times I actually scowl at you. Honestly, there's not a matter of times. It's just gonna be one continuous big scowl. (coughs) Pretty much. Yeah, so go ahead. All right, let's hear it. Okay, okay. Yours was uh, from somebody else's tragedy. I, um, no, no. Whatever brings you to, whatever brings you to the mic. (laughs) The ego, go ahead. Whatever brings you to the mic is fantastic. Whatever gets you there. Um, You're right, because my family, like, I didn't suffer from that stuff. uh, No. Okay. I don't... Because I see my family suffering, and you're like, like good parents, like good parents suffering. Like, what did we? Like, for good parents too to think that they're fucking up to think, what did I do wrong? And you're all you're like, you know what, mom, you did a great job. Let me grab my dick and point to the stars. I don't get that. I do not get how that's like. Like it doesn't you're affect like, us, okay, 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 dude. Okay. I used to grab my little sister, take uh, her into the room as they're getting, like, as the stuff's happening, and just like cover her ear. Like you don't think that affects her okay, or me? Okay, that's really good. You leave out the good parts. I don't want to. I I don't think about like telling you every detail of every time they've been arrested or like, uh, hearing gunshots in the house and that stuff like that. Is what makes it. Yeah, but that was the one continuous thing. Just like you've been through, it's a continuous thing where we were just used to it. We're you, used to. Do you still grab it to this day? I still grab it to this day and do Michael Jackson. I'm just imagining Thanksgiving going down. Your brothers, this okay. This is gonna be a little weird. This next one, and I hope to God it goes down. Just I hope whenever your brother gets out, and your other brother's there, they gotta put the leaf in because they gotta keep them separated as much as possible. A leaf? Like in a table? Oh right, right. Okay. I hope shit gets crazy and you just stand up in the middle and be like, ah. Dude, I would totally grab my dick and do it for the do it for uh, do it for the parents, see if they still recognize it. Or they'll probably be like, "What the fuck are you doing? You don't remember, mom? You don't remember?" No, I, I love that. Like most people, are like I got you, mom. I love you. Yeah. And like give them a hug. You're like, grab the dick and point. 
when you're a kid, like, of course I hugged her a million times and was like, Mama, but what do you do? Mama. Mama. But, like, what else are you supposed to do? I didn't hug my mom until I was 16, so there's that. Cool. I, uh, I needed to. I remember being a child and holding my mom and her, I don't know why I've always been, like, warm-blooded. Yeah. And she would, this, my poor mama would hold on to me, I guess, because she was always cold when she would cry and she'd be in bed and hold on to me because I was so warm. And I used to have, like, long peach fuzz, too. So I was the little, uh, I was a little spoon a lot of the time. Try to be the big spoon. Yeah, those are just, those are just shitty things too. Some would call them tragedy. Some, some wouldn't though, Tony. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you use that? Like, why, like? As to why? Dude, it was a continued. You give me this. this no, because that's late, and also that's like an hour worth of every detail. Because we don't go for two hours, three hours at a time. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done that actually. <laughs> two hours we have. You you give the origin me story. this fucking abridged version of you, and I'm like, oh, that's lame. And then you hit me with, oh, well, I have this and this. I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me that. That's is the is the true talent coordinator. Yeah, dude, that's what it is, though. That's that's what that was a continuous thing of what would happen. So when I said like family therapy, think of all the things that led to go to like this little uh, like no, I understand place. Where you're coming from. You do it. You you do comedy to put a smile on people's face. You do it to be that distraction. It's a continuous thing where I think you you see that it makes a difference. Sure. And then uh, you learn to. It's like a. I hate when people say they do it to make other people feel better. Internal thing that makes. Is it also something you get internally that makes you feel like yeah, that's really my, good? That's my point is like when people say, I do it for other people. That's bullshit. I do it for other people too, but it makes laughs, you feel good. The laughs, like, it, yeah, it's I our own validation that we unfortunately like need. Okay, cool. So that, that answers a lot of questions for me as far as you go. That's your path to stand-up is you are the distraction. You are I like I, everything's blowing up. Let me point you to the sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and that, but that is it. That is the origin story as me and see, trying so, to, to be that. To me, that makes way more sense. And I understand you a lot more now that you've given me more details <laughs> about it. Would I tell you, though, uh, Michael Jackson, I think you'd be able to figure out, yeah, I'm the guy that'll grab his crotch and point, maybe point at the sunshine while I'm doing it. Which is, it's, it's dumb and it's humorous, but like... I was like, two. Yeah, but then you... Telling me like, oh, your mom's your your mom's source of heat when she's sad. You're like this comfort for your mom. That gives me way more yeah. in depth detail to who you are. I mean, there's so many, dude. We can go forever. I mean, you're but still a bitch, but I love you. <laughs> you owe me thirty bucks. Go ahead. I do owe you thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead. Explain to mine and show show me how it's done. Uh, no, no, no. Because everybody's path is different. Your path, you're the distraction artist. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yours I is for see you. Something blowing up. I'm like, let's blow the rest of it up. You have destruction. I want to add to it. Why is that? I still have that that hurt in me. And I see it. That's and one I thing. Still, like, what does that give you? What What does what give me that? So hurt? by by no by your way of healing whatever when something's blown up and you want to blow it up, what is that reason for? I want them to relate to me. I want them to feel how I feel. I want them to feel where I've been. You are straight up the Joker from <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> like, that was terrifying to hear that. And so right now, right now, if uh, Gatsby comes and bites you in the dick, 
you're going to bite me in the dick. It's the only way. Or I'm going to bite Gatsby in the dick. <laughs> See how I feel? That makes sense. And we talked a little bit about it, but you made that much more uh, understanding. He's admitted that he thinks, like, when we've talked about scenarios, how would you treat this? How would you do this? Where he says he's petty. Oh, I'm beyond petty. And that's for the sake of relating, too. You want other people to learn the same way you people have. People are like, turn the other cheek. You know, take the high I road. think it matters. And I fucking hate that because you got burned so many times and i've always taken the high road and never and now i'm playing on my terms and i don't care and okay so um this is my origin story uh i didn't want to do stand-up until i was in middle school and uh these people would make fun of me they call me fat they'd be like oh well your parents don't love you because i didn't live with any of my parents at the time i was living with my fucking the true uh, origin story yeah and, uh, and every great villain or hero yeah. doesn't have parents. And um, so, like, I had nobody to lean on. And they just constantly berate me or come so at me. So did you have your brother at that time or no? No, I didn't. I didn't meet my brother until I was 15. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you had nobody there, truly. I didn't really get to know him until I was 15. But, yeah. Like, um, so I started making jokes about myself. So it took the power away. From the guys that were making the jokes, and then they couldn't say shit, and I was like, that gave me silence, and then I was like, shit, I, I made jokes about me, and then I got really good about making jokes about them, and then I started roasting them, and they hated it, and I was kind of like, mm. but you found something to it, you I found did. some. I turned it against them, and I was like, this is an amazing feeling. As everybody knows, with bullying, when you turn that on them, you take away that power, uh, even if you make power. fun of yourself. Yeah, they had nothing. They yep. had nothing they can do, and then. I had all the power, and I was like, well, now you're fucking gone. Done. And I roasted them, and... Uh, Made you feel good, and, gave you, yeah. and it gave you a, a superpower of your own. Yeah, and then eighth grade, most people are like, they had those like little polls are like, most likely it's to succeed, most likely... I was voted most likely to become a stand-up comedian. And I was like... Yeah. Not really how I want to do it, but I'll take it. And um, I don't know. And then a, it was a path that I could never really get away from. It was kind of was like it was like always there in front of me, and I kind of shied away from it for the longest time. I dabbled in it here and there with like a school talent show here or there. I was trying to raise money for a movie I was making, so I did it as kind of just like oh I'll do some stand up, try to raise some money, and so you didn't take it serious yet. You were fifteen, no, you said. No, yeah, and then um, you know I, I it was like twenty three, twenty four. And Charlie McMullen came over to me. He's like, hey, dude, there's this guy that wants me and you to have breakfast with him. He's starting this new comedy thing, and he thinks we would kill for him. Okay. So we meet this dude at IHOP. He seems like he's the most legitimate guy in the world. Gives us his business card. You know. Oh, you got, a, you got a Baca business card too, huh? He paid for our breakfast. Okay. Went through the motions of telling us what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and then never, ever gave us a call back. Hmm. And Charlie's like, fuck that, you know? That sucks because he put you in that position too, but he it's not gave his us fault. Hope, and then he took it away. And then Charlie was like, well, you know what? Let's just do our own thing. He's like, he asked me, he's like, can you do 15 minutes by so and so date? I was like, fuck yeah, I can do 15 minutes. Fuck yeah. And uh, did you have any anything yet? Uh, no. So, I mean, I had some stuff. But uh, it was like a lot of knuckle dicking and wiener jousting jokes. <laughs> That's what it is, though. Yeah, they never much. get old. And uh, so it was October twenty second of how old am I now? Thirty seven. You're thirty six. Oh yeah, I am thirty six. <laughs> you 
okay. So it was 12 years you ago. You just count after a while. <laughs> so it was like 2000, 2010, 2011, October 22nd of, and okay. that was my very first time I ever did stand-up comedy. And you said you were... Tw- it was at the downtown bar with uh, right. Maria Lopez. Oh, man, when she was the, the artist comedian. Uh, yeah, Charlie McMullen. And yeah. I can't remember who else was in there. But I... Brown? My, no, not nope. yet. He, he was still a couple months away. Okay. Uh, I blew through my 15-minute set in like seven and a half minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Always f- happens. fucking crumbled. It was the <laughs> shittiest... Oh, you bombed on your first time? I night? bombed on my first time. Fuck. But... I wouldn't expect that, honestly. It was... As soon as I got done, I knew it's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So I was like, okay. What was it? Why, sucked. when you do something that made, did you not feel like shit afterwards? Or was it the fact of getting up that gave you what you needed? It, I was getting up there. I was living the dream. I fucking Just sucked. to do it. It didn't kill me. The fact that that you, didn't kill you, that tr- truly says and it. I was like, this is something I can do. Good for you. Yeah. Because that is the spot, as we both know, where most people say, I'm okay now. Yeah, no, no. I did it once. Yeah, or they'll say, I'm a comedian now. Yeah. They do that, which is like, that's fine. Say whatever you want. It's just about it other people. Does it piss you off when people like start out like, no. and they're like I'm a comedian? Uh, it used to, and then I was like, I don't know. It used shit. to, but it doesn't bother me now. Because shit. it's a... Uh, like I told you, there was a kid that one time did a show at CSU and he went up there and he dedicated to his grandma and he did like 15 minutes of D. Ray Davis's act word for word and he crushed it memorized the whole thing and afterwards he's like yeah 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 and I was like good honestly he's never gonna do it again I know those kinds of people yeah. uh, so it's fine L- live in it because that's a dream I think a lot of people would love is to people love stand up so to feel that stand up yeah, dream my dad did it one time one time no only. way he got up. He, it was his dream his entire life to do stand-up. And we're like, hey, man, we have 10 minutes to kill. He, uh, do you want to do it, you know, for, like, a chance? And my dad was like, I don't know. And then he's finally like, yeah, wow. I, think I will. So we're like, okay, awesome. So he writes his 10 minutes. He goes up there, fucking crushes. Shut the fuck uh, up. Crushes his first time. <laughs> you saw it? Yeah, I was there. He, Where was this at? A downtown bar. Oh my! And he crushed. He slayed. He fucking crushed. And he got off the stage and he's like, "I never want to do that again." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck, dude? This is crazy. That's a that yours yours truly is a good origin like movie scene, movie movie." Well, I just I just like I don't know how you don't want to do like you fucking killed it. He's like he's like I'm going out on top. Uh, like Bill Murray in Space Jam. Dude, like, he's what? You know what? There's a weird part to your dad where there's like I f- feel there some are genius. Where I really yeah. want to root for the guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then there's the moments where I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. That, you know what's funny? It's like like you came up to him and you're like, Dad, you're the next, and he's just like that Bill Murray mindset. Even he's just like, eh, who gives a fuck? I'm done. Yeah, I'm hanging up my shoes, kid. He like every what, did he have good stuff? What did he, he had fucking killer stuff? And it was all stuff from his life. Oh, that's the best. And this is his first time. And it was his first time. Sometimes if it's too crazy, it's just so good, you and know. He fucking killed. How do you deliver? Uh, he just he went up there. He just did it right. He, yeah, he was a little nervous, but he got it out. His timing was great. Timing is good. He's always that dude that has the back pocket stock jokes ready for you. Like you can name a subject, he'll pull it up and just hit you with a back pocket stock joke. Oh shit. Good for him though. <sighs> that's awesome. It was. <laughs> I don't know if you heard James during brunch today, but he's he's like uh, he was referring to my dad as Ronaldo. Why is that? Uh, he's, just, he's always called my dad Ronaldo, but he was giving James tips on which hookers are the cheapest and where to get them. Uh, 
like he was he was giving the price difference between hookers in uh, Augusta, Georgia, versus uh, hookers in Fort Richardson, Alaska. Oh my God! So he knows. Oh, he he knows. knows from every single state. Well, he was you know he was in the army for a while. That's so funny. I th- yeah, he mentioned that today too. That's so crazy. Yeah. Has he ever given you more like like hooker advice too? No. He, he very, gave you the he's good. Very he, secret. He gave you the good. He doesn't want to tell me a lot about his personal life about about like because I know he's a whore, and he doesn't want to give me a lot of that information because he doesn't want it to be used against change him. Change my views on it. Oh like, yeah I yeah yeah. He feel like yeah. kind of a scuzzy piece of shit. <laughs> scuzzy. So it doesn't really matter. But at least... But he'll drop hints. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I had to go to the doctor this weekend and get a load of fucking antibiotics. <laughs> that he's like, got a shot in my ass that would cure anything. I'm like, oh, hands. my God, yeah. He told me one time he had to go down to Canyon City because he needed a break from women, and he accidentally stumbled into a threesome. I was like... Accidentally how stumbled. How the fuck does no, that happen? I know how it happens. I lived in Canyon City. You show up to the bar, the one bar where smoking is still allowed inside. Sorry. That is that is the the name of trash. The name of trash. Yeah, like it. That's where it happens. If you want to go to a threesome, go to Canyon City and just like put your thumb out, like you're trying to pick up a ride. You know, and that's a good fucking thumb too, dude. It is right. It's a good thumb. It's a good thumb. If you guys haven't put your hands against Garrett's, you need to do it because this guy. If I took if I took a good knuckle, like a good fist from your face or in my ass, like yeah. it would do some. <laughs> it would do. Look at that. That's a big fist, that's, dude. Yeah. Hey, what do you say we? What do you say we play around and do? Lost in, in the, the sauce. sauce. There we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you just play in the game again, Garrett? It's lost in the sauce. We're gonna present each other with two titles, uh, two article titles. One is fake. One is real. If we lose, we get the hottest sauce available. And if you get it right, you get the not hottest. You sauce get the not available. hottest. So presenting well, the not as hot, picky Ricky. Which uh, is delicious also. And then Son of a is the Habanero Mijito. Which both of these are brought to you by Quarantine Project Hot Sauce. Rick D. Simone out of Denver decided, hey. Ricky the man. I'm quarantined. I'm going to do something different with my life. <laughs> and he made an exceptional fucking hot sauce. He did, dude. He did. Check him out at quarantineprojecthotsauce.com or QP. Or reach out to us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to read off. You want to start it off? No, you. I will start I it off. Find some stories. You got to find <laughs> Garrett, if you didn't know, does his homework uh, very quickly. Um, so, so Tony, you're going to be a part of this, too. So I'm going to read off a headline. It is up to you to determine. Oh, we have to read off two of them, huh? I'm going to read off two headlines. two headlines. One of them is true, and one of them is false. And you have to guess which one was true or false. And if you get it wrong, hot, right, not as hot. One in one, okay? Let's do it. So... Canadian Zoo was fined after taking bear out for ice cream. And the other one is woman murders roommate for sending too many Candy Crush requests. Jesus. See, that's difficult because on one hand, like... Oh, those Canucks. The Canadians are really <laughs> nice. And it's true. On the other hand, I'm going to say the Canadian one is true. The Canadian one is true, okay? I hated receiving Farmville requests, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Tony's right. It was the uh, Canadian Zoo was fined after taking a bear out for ice cream. <laughs> and the false one was a woman that murdered a roommate for too many candy crushes. Okay, so 
Tony, you get to have the Nadesat. And as you know, Tony, because you work with me, Manny's got some shaky hands to him. Go easy on it. There you go, champ. There's no going easy on it. No, this is this is the oh, game. Yeah. This is the game. We had last time our guest had a reaction to it because how hot it was, and they ended up in the hospital for two days. Just so you know, but it's not that bad. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. It's a good hot sauce. It's a good hot sauce. It's a good hot sauce. <laughs> Do you have any yet, dude? <clears throat> Yo, hold on. I'm going to need another drink. Yeah, grab whatever you want. There is not a... Is that bad? So you got water in there. <laughs> you got energy drink, and then you have tequila, any of this stuff. We took out all the beer already, though. Dig in there. a boy. Tony, are you hit by that? <laughs> you, pick, you know what's weird? I, I think like, that one is I the feel hottest. Like I lost, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> so you know what? He's probably going to be like me, where that one doesn't hit you nearly as hard. Uh, or, I mean, it hits you harder than the hottest one. Okay. But we're both different. Um, here, I'll do another one while you're looking. Oh, okay. You got one? I do. Okay, go ahead. All right, here's one of them. Brave teacher rushes shooter to save student she's trying to sleep with. She's trying to sleep with, okay. Mm-hmm. So there's that one, and here's this one. People are accusing Robin Hood of stealing the poor, stealing from the poor to give to the rich after it limited trading sharing on GameStop shares. That's too fucking ridiculous. That's got to be real. That's got to be real. And the woman that's trying to sleep with uh, her student, I believe that. But for that to be the lead headline is hilarious, too. Somebody wrote a good one. Mm. Okay, Tony? I'd say the GameStop is probably true. Yeah, you pulled it right. Nailed it. So, Tony, how you feeling over there, buddy? Do it up, man. That's my boy. Do it up, do it up. Do it up, do it up, do it up. Nice. Thanks for reaching so far. The studio, for the first time ever, feels a little little big, man. I feel like we got some room. Thanks. Oh, fuck. I thought... Oh my god. Okay, here we go for Manny's. American Airlines removed a passenger who won't stop doing pull ups. Or a local Arizona man was humped to death by his pet camel. Arizona. Sounds almost like a Florida thing. So. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the airline. It's true. Airline is true. Man, are you 0 for 2? Could be. Could be 0 for 2. Tony, we're going to get... if you would have said Florida, man, anything, I know. 100%. When I wrote that, that's exactly what I thought. I was just like, this is... That's a hard one to believe. Yeah. Yeah, easy child, easy child. All right. You got anything, G-Baby? Uh... <laughs> I got nothing, man. No. no, you're right. Here, I'll do the last one. Oh, God. If it's a repeat, nope. sorry, but we got Tanya Harding here, who's my favorite person. Um, oh, this one. Criminal farts so loudly, lo- so loudly he gives away his hiding place. <laughs> okay. okay? Okay. Um, Hospital finds... Hospital finds an apple in man's rectum. Oh, man. 
What is it going to be, Tanya? Apple found in the rectum? Or... Apple found in the rectum is probably true. It is a true story, but not a true headline. So finally, oh. you lose one. I wrote that one myself. I'll get the good stuff. <laughs> right. Finally. Yeah. You haven't had habanero yet, right? I don't think so. Good. So just so you know, you might handle it pretty fine because you and I have the same reaction. Okay. Look at that. Nice. Manny took care of you. Going easy on me. Going easy on you. G, you got anything, dude? I don't. Don't? Okay, and that has been our... Well, uh, give, me another, give me another chip, though. You want to do another chip? Yeah, actually, we'll do another game roll. Or oh, another one real quick. This is our last one. Oh, I just wanted chips and whatever. You're not getting chips, dude. Really? Nope, we've already done it. For the sake of it, Tony. Yep. Police in Germany rescue a man chased by a baby squirrel. Or an elderly, elderly woman trains 65 cats to steal from her neighbors. Please, squirrel chase. True. Yes, that is the true one. You can't teach cats shit. Dude, it's true. I think a crazy cat lady has a way of communicating, but it doesn't always go uh, the way they hope. Mm. And that has been lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Um, You know what, dude? I forgot to mention while we're here, we did get a question from our audience about our... Uh, origin story one question they did ask was um, and this is like a very specific one we may have talked about it a little bit but do you remember the moment each of you decided this is your direction you're going in what were some of your other options and does this inner voice think you are funny so we kind of talked about the, like the moment but like I guess what was the moment that you said I'm going to do this is when you got off stage and you after you bombed and you said I'm just going to keep doing this no I, I knew it's kind of like this is what I wanted to do. This was fun. This was, but the moment that reaffirmed everything uh-huh. was the Great American Comedy Fest. Like, Why is that? Because I, I won the amateurs, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That reaffirmed everything I've been doing, all the hard work, all the sacrifice, all the everything I've been doing. And then, uh, yeah, and then I got hit, fucking blindsided with the pregnancy, and I was like, "Oh my god, Wait. I've got to stop." Doing comedy. This is M? To be a dad. Yeah. No way. I didn't realize that was a part of it. I mean, I just feel like it was so long ago. I don't remember seeing her as a baby. Wow. Yeah. And that was right after you did the last mm-hmm. time, your big win. Yeah. When you went on to be pro, too? Or you did yeah. the pros? Mm-hmm. Things work out for a reason in that sense, though. Yeah, I had the crazy work ethic, though. I was like 17 shows, 17 days. I was crushing it. And then... I got hit with it, and it just kind of, like, I spiraled. That's what happens, though. You get caught up in your own kind of mess of that. Um, so that's what happens. And so what were some other options? Did you have any other option? There's never been any other. Like, I, I'm a telemarketer and customer service dude. That's what I do. But, like, there's no other options. This is one of those things where it's like, I, but that's, like, a, another good part of the origin story is, like, yeah. what else? Get that ear. Get that ear. One of those things. By the way, do you are you one of those people that when you get your ear cleaned or something, you're like almost coming? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. That's crazy. I've never understood that. Are you like that, Tony? No. I don't get it. I mean, I wish I felt that. I wish I felt that. I just don't get why the ear. Like, if anything, I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Some people have nerve. I heard the elbow, like this part of the elbow. The inner elbow is a turn on. Behind the knee, dude. Girls. Behind the knee. I'll suck the behind if I need had my chance. Um, so here's the other part. So my option, 
my option, it wasn't like I have to do this or I'm doing this. It was just like I have to do this. Right. I never wanted. I never thought like I want to be a musician. There was, you know, there was a big thing I wanted to do when I started stand up because I realized I like doing it for a certain reason. I want to be that distraction. I wanted to be a motivational speaker for a long time, which would be sick. That'd be a cool job. You can make an impact. You can make an impact doing this too. But then you just tell people like, I realized I wouldn't be able to do it unless I had like a crazy drug habit history or I lose an eye or maybe WWE for a bit and come back out. There was a guy that did wrestling that is a, I forget his name, but a huge motivational speaker. He tells a story about how he wished that he said goodbye to his mom and he was a jerk to her the last time he saw her and she died. It's an amazing story. Probably Mark Marrow. But Mark Marrow is a, I think he's an inspirational speaker now, but, um, I don't know, man. Um, no, there's never been any other job. But I like that though. It kind of, it forces you, forces you where it's like, you have to do this. There's no other options. Yeah, it's this or fucking. Now, it's just my job and stand up is my career and I've been really lax on it. And I think a lot of people hate me for that because they, they see the potential I have and they're just like, just fucking do something. Here's the thing. They cannot, nobody has the business to say they hate you for that. That's bullshit. They might look at you and have disappointment because you're their friend and they know talent. They know this. Yeah. So like that we all understand. But this is also a point in our lives where we communicate a lot about this. We but know what we can do. I think we have to do it. If uh, you should also like just a tip for anybody out there thinking about doing stand up, take advice. Listen. But, but take it with a grain of salt. Like do what works for you. Uh, also, if a comedy club owner ever offers you advice, listen to it. It could be valuable. That's true. Can you share your advice that you got recently? Sure. Uh, so, it was just funny because it was it was so honest about it too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did a show at Ludi's uh, last weekend or the weekend before. Tony should have been there. What did you go out and do right away? I, I went out there and I, I threatened this dude. I looked him dead in the eyes. I was like, I'm gonna fuck you. If you and, didn't know that, Tony, that's what he does. And uh, Eric, the owner of Looney's, after I set, like I had a good set. It was good. It was yeah. It was, it was good. Rigid at times, but it was a good. It was set. a warming up. And uh, there was just, it was a really weird crowd, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had fun. And then um, I get off stage, and Eric, the owner of Looney's, walks over to me. And he's like, "Hey, man." He's like, "You can be dark as you want, but uh, maybe, maybe we ease into it a bit." <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we don't threaten to fuck people your first two minutes out there. He said that? Yeah. That is so fucking funny. Because he's not being blunt. He's like, hey, you know what, buddy? Good set. Why do you... That's How about you just don't <coughs> threaten to anally fuck people or whatever? And yeah, I next set, I was like... But then he goes, well, the next show is the late show and you can do whatever you want because it's the late show and nobody's going to care. I was like... I never thought of it that way. And I walked out there and I did exactly what he said. He waited. I fucking crushed. He's smart, dude. Okay. That's all you need, is you need to experience that advice and go, okay. Yeah, and then uh, the next show, I was like, was it just the late show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> so you did it, it again? Yeah, I did it again. I was like, let's not, let's not bring up the fucking until midway through. Oh, you eased in, okay. And I did it again, and I fucking crushed again. I was like, okay, Good so advice, now, dude. Now I won't threaten to fuck anybody until we had them good and, and moist. Because we talk, see, then that's not only smart, uh, it is such a cool thing to experience after having years of experience in stand-up and getting some, like, simple advice that works. You're like, fuck yeah, just, it's timing, it's this, it's that. We cover that all the time with each other, too. 
whether it's a word, whether it's holding, whether, holding back, going after it. Going after it. That's hilarious. Um, what Now, answering Matthew Sanders' question again, does your inner voice think that you are funny? Does my inner voice think I'm funny? That's what he asked. What do you think? Do you think, like I talked to, remember we talked to Dan? And Dan said something that was really profound that I felt in a way where he said, I feel like I'm a phony. He like, you know, he's so, he like says things insecurely, but he fucking crushes and he's absolutely hilarious. But like, I think you think and know that you are funny, but do you have any security issues with that at all? So my, like my inner voice is like, dude, you're fucking crushing it. Dude. Yep. Fucking kill You me. cannot go up and bomb your first time and have a voice that's like, you're crushing it in order for you to not go do it again. Like, you have to have that voice. But I am my own harshest critic. Cause like if I you have to be. And, like, I tell some jokes, and I'm like, well, this didn't really work. And, like, and my brain is a, my brain will beat me up for the next, until the next show. It's like, dude, you could have done it so much better. What was your deal? Why couldn't you, why couldn't you hook them? What happened? You wouldn't, it's fun to be that way, though, too. And I hate blaming the audience. I, I will almost No audience is ever wrong, Garrett. Exactly. Like, the the first show, they were rigid, but I'm like, well, maybe if I didn't threaten to fuck him in the beginning. Yeah, maybe it would have been different. I oh, got... he took the whole sleeve of toys. <laughs> oh, he got the sleeve of them. Yeah. I'll take it away from him in a sec. So, Andrew Voice is also your your biggest fan, but your harshest critic. Oh, yeah. And it's an asshole outside of comedy. Uh, outside of comedy, my inner voice is just, I'm a fucking asshole to myself. Just to yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. But I like that, too. I realize as I get older, though, I will constantly be like, you suck. Like, constantly. I remember we were writing. It was before our both of us bombed for opening for Lloyd years ago when you got drunk on PBR, Tall Boys. Mm-hmm. But I remember I wrote in his, I wrote in his, your joke book, I suck. I suck. Get it, dude. Do 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 intermission. <laughs> intermission. Tony's got to pee. Tony already broke the seal. So uh, I'm glad you say that, dude. Because I, I feel like a fraud in many ways. Not as a just as like a, not a stand-up, not in funny. Just as a person where I would love to be a certain way. But it's progression. It's like Matthew McConaughey's like, I want to be here in the next five years. I want to be this version of myself. I do. I am at the point in my life where I'm I will constantly prove to myself like I can do things and I'm proud. Yeah. But I'm never sufficed. I think you know that, too, that I always want to make subtle differences to be just a little better. Yeah. Uh, And I, I give you shit for your job all the time, but like. I feel like it can definitely hold you back because, like, you're like, I have to be there. People depend on me being there. That's why I take these jobs where if I don't show up, it makes no difference. That makes a lot of And you, yeah, he made, you made a good point uh, your first day with me when we talked about that. You said you made that choice, though. Man, you decided to take that, that work, you know, a job that works late or has call and stuff like that. And it's so true. It's maybe it goes back to the whole rescuing thing. That's what the therapist says, too. Um, the whole rescuing thing, because I think in a way for our job, we both, maybe Tony also, 
like feel like my I make a difference by being there. Even a subtle thing, but a good teamwork all together, you make a difference. I've been a part of. I will never say I've saved someone's life, but I will. I will say I've been a part of great teams that have saved people's lives before. And uh, it's true. It, it's one of those things where it is something that I. Uh, it'll take time away from me, or it'll take. Uh, it'll take my inner responsibilities so let me ask you go ahead are you afraid of the day that comes when you're like i finally have to pick between stand-up or this job if if i truly truly get to that point that'd be fucking awesome if i can easy choice right yeah easy choice and it's the only reason i do this is so that i like i think people have asked me that at work before like my job is to fund the fact so i can get lights get this or that so that we can hang out and have so much fun together but to make that inner choice if i'm at the point where i can make that money get by pay this fuck yeah you're not even saying that you're saying just do it yeah i'm not talking about like you're making money off a stand-up i'm not doing i'm I'm kind of the reverse like are you you ever afraid of hitting that moment where you're like shit comedy isn't doing it i'm not gonna make it and quitting I need to hang it up for good. No. I uh, I don't know if that's a weird thing to believe or not, but I think it's something that will stay with me. But who knows? You and I have like quit before where you just have a moment uh, of whether it's a lapse of judgment, whether it's just things that change in your life, having a kid. I don't feel, at least at this point in my life, that I'm just going to quit. I don't. There are moments where I've, I've quit and I felt like shit, but there are moments where I quit and i felt like that was the best thing i could have possibly done why is that why is why is having a break good for you because we talked to one of our friends that's a, a killer crusher in springs and he's taking a break for a while too and he says it's like bait him better which i love yeah because you get you don't you, you can take time away from it you can reevaluate if it's something you can live without you can you can decide whether or not you have an identity outside of it. That's a good point. And I don't. Just so yours is having a realization that this is it. This is oh, yeah. my best possible opportunity to do something better with my life. I like that though, and that's good for you to realize it because it pushes you even more. And the thing I love about you is you're never discouraging to what we do. It's I, always like dude, fuck yeah, dude, let's I get failed it. Failed so many times. It, doesn't, it has no effect on me Yeah, anymore. it doesn't give you fear. I have a fear of success. I'd say touch that shit before you get scared of it. See what if the fire's hot. What is about a fear of success? Yeah. Everything changes. Like, it will. Um, yeah, like time with my daughter diminishes. Um, time, the work I have to put in is going to pull me away from the people I love. And... Uh, I'm going to go down that path that I don't want. Like, I, I had a heart-to-heart conversation with my daughter, like, two days before I took her back to her mom's this this time. And I was like, look, I'm kidding. I really want to make a run that stand-up. I want to make sure I can do this. But you have to know that if I do this, there may come times yep. when it's going to be hard for you to see me. Yeah. And? But I will make it up to you, and I will be there. But I just want you to know I'm chasing a better life. Uh-huh for us and and you will not be the same if you let it go i know you no it would kill me on the inside yep. 
it would and that'll affect you and your relationship with your daughter too yeah so do you think can i ask you this personal thing do you think you'd feel resentment towards emily at which um or even a relationship people in your life i would never feel resentment towards my daughter yeah i wouldn't think so either because you know she's cool and other than being a stand-up comic like being a dad is by far the coolest job i've ever had that's fucking cool but um, I don't think I'd ever build up a resentment towards her. But if I had a significant other, it was like, yeah. you're throwing away your life, you're throwing away your time. You've felt that before. I have. I, I, I have definitely yeah. built up resentment towards them because, and then, you know, right after we got a divorce, she told me, look, I think you're going to take this and you're going to run with it and you're going to do amazing things as a stand-up um, because, you know, you, you're full of anger, you're full of whatever and it's fueled you Mm -hmm. it's like or i don't have you holding me back anymore and she's like i don't really feel like i ever held you oh that's such bullshit and um she's like well i feel like if you do make it big you owe me a house for all the times that i supported you and i was like i'm honestly in shock right now i was like i will buy emma house and whether if she chooses to let you live there that's that's up to her oh i love that you give the people that truly push like i will always like be thankful for like someone that like sal went with with me to my no not my first show but several shows afterwards and you love that someone was there for you but he was now also never someone that held me back say that's always the worst type of person man who they help you through something and i don't know oh they hold it against you story but they remind you by the way i did all this for you that's that's my dad and Um, it's like that's Did crazy. Really? But it's not even that. It's a fact that they do that. So your dad manipulates? Uh, my dad will be like, I'll tell him something about a show or something, and it'll crush. And then he'll be like, remember that time I paid for your headshots? Remember that time I... There's tequila too, buddy. Remember that time I paid for your headshots? Remember that time I paid for that stand-up class? Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, do you remember that was... 11 years ago and i've built this on so what did he want from it did he want you just to acknowledge did he want money did he want what he want i think he was like i did this you know you're you're doing this because of me i'm like i'm doing this in spite of you that's that's crazy but it's it's true and like i don't know your dad i'm learning a lot we had a talk last week do you want to mention that at all like talk about something you learned about your dad when you had dinner with him because that was profound i told that story what was it the fact of the anger you've built for your father and like how even having dinner with him because he met Cece. Yeah, he met he met Cece and uh Just because I think people could get something from this. They could understand something. Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. This is I, crazy, Tony. I have I have so much anger towards my dad. And a lot of it is justified and uh, a lot of it is just wild and like, a big thing with me and my dad is, like, I'm not racist. I'm, I'm fairly progressive. Like, I think anybody should be able to love anybody. I'm not racist. That's where we're at. Yeah. And my dad is racist, misogynistic, homophobic. He's all of it. And I just, and we, we had this talk, me and him, and I was like, well, I don't understand it. He's like, well. When was this talk? Uh, it was when it was, it was much younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand, Dad. Like, why Why are you all these? He's like, well, you know, I'm these things because I was raised that way. And I was like, but, but you didn't raise me like that. And he's like, well, you were an empty vessel. Like, I could have filled you with hate. I could have filled you with anger. Or I could fill you with love and let you make your own decisions. 
And I was like, shit, okay. How'd you take that? Uh, I was like, on one hand, it's amazing that he didn't want me to be full of hate. But on the other hand, I'm very confused because he acknowledges that he has hate in his heart. He acknowledges that he's all these things, but he doesn't want to change it. Right. And that's why I was still furious with my dad. And dinner with my dad ended, and me and Cece were talking. And uh, she, she, I was trying to like convince her that my dad wasn't who he said he was. And um, she's like, no, 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 he's exactly who he said he was. I was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off because he's, he's, he doesn't want to change that. And she looked at me dead. Because he's not stupid. He recognizes yeah, he that recognizes. he does this. And she's like, babe, he gave you all his good. Mm-hmm. And that hit me like crazy. Like, yeah, like a ton of bricks. Maybe he gave you all the all good that he had. had left. And now he's just kind of like, well, I'll do what I do. And, I'm, and he's comfortable with... He's comfortable with being him. He's comfortable with not changing. And I think, you know, when we get into fights and stuff, he's still kind of happy that, like, I I put up that fight and I, I'm unwilling to bend when it comes to, like, racism, homophobia, misogyny, all of that. Yeah, I don't see, yeah, you, you'll hear someone out, but at the same time, like you said, you don't bend with that. No, that's, that's not my jam, so... Like, we could have disagreements, but... Um, so I got to ask, though, with that, mm-hmm. uh, do you think for someone to give you all the good they have, why is it that they can't have that good and just give it to their own self? Not even just give it, just like, he recognize, recognizes this. Why can't he... That's is, would it be I mean. fake, I guess, for him to try? It's like, good, there's not a finite amount of good in you. Yeah. You can make more if you want to. That's such a crazy concept but to create I, good but not have it within you. I feel like he's content being old and in his ways and just not giving a fuck anymore. So I'm. It is what it is. I'm you know what? I think that's him anymore. right. But you know that's that's a good thing because one that takes for you just to realize, okay, I can't change somebody. That takes away stress. Uh, well, d- did it take away the fact of that at all? Just to realize, you know what, he is who he is. I'm not yeah, going to be. Because are you still like raging upset with him for that? Good. I can't be. Like, yeah, you can't. You're not going to because it, it's it's managed it suppression. Takes, yeah, it takes too much away from energy. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to hold on to that. So that's another big part of growing. Him, but yeah, and you know, it. You know, my daughter doesn't like him because he's all of those things. Really. So that's something he has to live with. And he and so she openly doesn't show him that she doesn't like him. Doesn't, yeah, she like uh, he'll ask if she can come over, and uh, I'll be like, "Emily, do you want to go over?" And she'll be like, "No, <laughs> I'm not feeling it." God, that sucks. But that's what it is. What it is. Yeah. Well, we had this moment where we were sitting out at a, at a birthday party. Uh, I was at my aunt's house, which is his sister. Yep. And there was this giant pine tree, and uh, I was like, I told Emma, I was like, I remember when this pine tree was this big. It was so, you know, it was little and like we could easily get it ready for Christmas and stuff like that. But, you know, we took care of it and it grew and it grew and it grew. And it was for my dad's birthday. We were, we were there for my dad's birthday. Wow. And uh, I was like, so, you know, if you take care of it, it'll grow. Like you're my tree. Mm-hmm. If I take care of you, you'll grow. She's like, I hate your dad. 
was like, what? <laughs> I was like, DJ hits it. I was like, why do you, like, why? She's like, because he didn't take care of his tree. Yeah. I was like, fuck. But you know what? I think that's like a kid. I think what that is, is a kid that loves her dad. Yeah. I think that's sure. what you see. If, if my dad told me that, I don't know if she's the same way. Like I, the one thing that hurts me in this life that scares me is anything that could happen to your parents. Like my brother being in prison, all this stuff happening. I'm not even worried for the other brothers much. It's stuff on parents. So I think just like her, she worried about that with you. I wish I had that fear. You but don't. Well, yeah, because that would show the love you have from. I don't. Yeah. Like this sounds awful. But no, I, it's not awful. Don't give the shit d- what happened. Yeah. He did that to himself. That doesn't make you a bad person. It just sucks but that it one. is instilled in you. To either set of parents. Yeah. They could pack up shit today and be like, hey, we're never coming back. I'd be like, I forgot you're there. All right. Take care. And I, you know, I've, I lived in my home for eight years, you know, and, um, and we had this, we built a good relationship with each other. It's good now. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love, I love your mom. She's left me before, so I'm like, I in the back of my mind, like I, if she leaves again, it's okay. I'll, I'll be all right. Have you guys brought that up? The abandonment, the this oh, yeah, and we've, that. We've had conversations like that, and she'll tell me like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really sorry about that. I've done that, and I've like tried to genuinely. Yeah. Not just like yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. she's like I made some mistakes. You know, I fucked up a lot. I was young. I was dumb. Well, yeah, that's cool. It happens. And then like with my dad, it happens. I've had conversations with my dad, and like anytime he like apologizes to me or anything like that, I feel like there's a condition on it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a time limit, and then he's not sorry anymore. Um, but you know, he he's, has told me when you like, say the time limit, that makes sense. You see it in those people. Like they have a moment where it's like right after you come, where you like you all of a sudden think post straight, clarity, post dump yeah. clarity, dude. So. The one dude that I would be sad that I'm going to be fucking devastated when they go is my stepdad. I fucking love that dude. Troy's great. Troy is fucking wonderful. He saved you when you went to Looney's last week, right? Or two weeks ago, last two week? Two weeks ago, yeah. He watched, yeah, he watched, my kid, watched the kid. And he's funny. And I love the way he thinks, too. He's like my dad, the quiet old man that just, yeah. like, yeah. chimes in when he needs to. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's great, man. Man, you do have a, a pretty, pretty dark origin story. But it's also... I got to tell you, the more I get to know you, if you guys don't know what that is, it's, it may be a dog, it might be a squirrel. Um, it's the Wendigo. Man, it's the Wendigo. <laughs> you know what? We're going to get into this just because we're here. Uh, um, so anyways, telling these stories is cool and just figuring out uh, what it is uh, that has made you, you, makes me love you more. Truly. Like it's, I don't, I don't know why exactly but it's a it's a respect not just from where you came from but the fact that you're willing to share it with me uh and we've had vulnerable moments with each other that haven't been on the air yeah it's a sense of love i i bond to you like a brother dude yeah, when you absolutely. tell these stories yeah always you're so man, let's go into it when to go we talked about this with your mom and yeah, troy recently right. here tony we need to get you in on this buddy have you ever heard of a Wendigo? w-e-n-d-i-g-o how do you feel about skinwalkers? Do you know what a skinwalker is? I saw a video recently on something it. like that skinwalker ranch for the exactly. So f- fill him in because because uh, Garrett's a true white boy and his mom her religion is witch. She's, she's she's a witch. She's a witch. That's his my religion. My stepdad is uh, he was like one step away from like Catholic priest. <laughs> okay. And then my dad's like Southern Baptist. 
Well, I'm a card-carrying member of the Satanic Temple, so it's just it's just a hodgepodge <laughs> of everything. Okay, okay. A lot of religion. Going a lot on. of religion. So what was so y- these guys? We got drunk after show one night, and Plast- I heard goddamn plastered. So oh god. But she has a great time. Oh. She's fun. Why did you get a note from your? No, no, no. But she's just. Ah. I Dude, like, oh I love God. it. Dude, so much fun. But this guy's telling me him and his family. They were telling me scary stories about skinwalkers, Wendigo, which we couldn't say. He had to text me what it was because you can't say it in front of his mom, which makes it even better. He's telling me a story about uh, an in- interaction with ghost. I had tears roll down my fucking face because of how like genuinely like stirring it was like i had hair standing up on so so tell me what was your first uh explain what a wendigo is real quick because i don't think people know what they are yeah it's like it's a native american thing it's uh it's a beast of native american origins it is native american it's um it's like a i want to believe it's it's got like a giant set of fucking antlers I don't know if it's a shapeshifter or not. So there's a movie called... I think Ant- I know what you're talking about. I just realized there's a movie called Antlers on HBO Max that I watched, and it had... It was a crazy creature. It's I didn't understand. It's like a skin moose's head. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, I know what you're talking about. Raging teeth, but I didn't realize... And you know what's crazy about it? It's a Native American tale. Okay. They... I know they did a lot of peyote, but like I have more belief in those kinds of things than I do other things, which is really weird. Even religion, but... So anyways, have you had an experience with a Wendigo, or is it just ghosts in general? Uh, no Wendigos. No Wendigos. So what is it that has your family on the rise with Wendigos? What is it? Is there any kind of relation with them, with your family? Like, your, your mom obviously oh, is scared of them. It's usually because my sister's all fucking tricked out on meth and shit. <laughs> so she tells you stories. Sure, like, her <laughs> movements when she walks are all disoriented and shit like that. What? And she yells and she'll go off and she'll yell outside the house. So we had this warning in our family chat. Whenever one of us would hear her, we'd, just, we'd type in Wendigo in the, in the family chat <laughs> to, like, let them know my sister was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> the Wendigo! And I like how you said, like, like her body is like disproportional. Maybe she's walking, doing the it's, crab yeah, backwards. She's like fucking jonesing or like coming down. <laughs> Dude, my brother, when I was a kid, I could still remember sitting with him. We'd be so high, and also because he's sick and has schizophrenia, would be telling me stories about hanging out with Bigfoot and like the meals they would have together. I'm a kid who I didn't get to spend time with my brothers. So when I did, they were my here. I couldn't wait because they're my older, just because they're my older brothers, and. I remember thinking, like, I cannot believe my fucking brother hung out with Bigfoot. This is fucking cool. Hey, man, one of the docs I worked with hung out with Bigfoot. What do you mean? We got a story? You got a Bigfoot story? So, um, I come into work, and I'm talking to one of my, one of the anesthesiologists I work with, trying to get my history about my patient I'm about, about to put to sleep, and I see a trifold sitting on the desk. And the trifold says... Bigfoot summed up basically in a double-sided laminated piece of paper. Okay. How to find them, what the female version looks like. What? The areas in the country they live. Um, Oregon. Uh, shows baby Bigfoots where they like to nest and bed down. Oh, he's getting like real like and pretty. So I, I I pick a trifle up. I go, what is this? He goes, oh, that's, that's the Bigfoot. That's the and there's a scientist head on the back page like this guy i thought the whole explaining thing. so i'm just like 
that's impressive, man. I said, look at the size of the knockers on that female Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. That's probably when she's, that's before she's carrying, when she's birthing a baby. He's being serious, get, too. So we're just like joking. I'm like laughing, joking. I'm like, I know, dude, those knockers are probably. <laughs> You're just giving yeah. him shit, and he's being serious. And so I get to the end of the conversation, and we kind of are just riffing. And um, he goes, yeah, Bigfoots are very serious. But he goes, I go, but you know it's worse than Bigfoot. I go, those, those chippecabras. And he looks at me, eyes wide open. Oh, I know, those motherfuckers are the worst. He's being and serious. That was the moment I realized that entire conversation, which I thought was a joke, was, was true in He's his He's being eyes. serious. He thought... This he is a scientist with a doctorate's fucking degree. Out there. Beware a swamp dick. <laughs> <laughs> which have the meanest stank you've ever seen of stanks, dude. Uh, I mean, have you ever had a moment like that where you think you're joking with somebody and they actually... Oh, racism stories, for sure. Yeah? I've hung oh. out with someone where they make a joke and you're like... Okay, that's fine. They make another one. You're like, all right, we can probably you know, chill up. And then all of a sudden they say <laughs> it again. You're like, oh, this is really who you are. You just oh, feel this way. Got it. Yeah, got Bigfoot? it. Bigfoot? Dude, I, that's, I understand that's something way out there, very Rogan-ish. But like, that stuff's so interesting. I want to believe in every single story. I would oh, love to fun. believe in them all. Yeah, they're who fun. Who doesn't to believe? Who doesn't? Is there, is there a weird one you believe in? A weird, maybe conspiracy even? I don't believe in coincidence. So everything does. So, okay, I don't believe in God, first of all. Right. Right. Uh, Satanic Temple is, you, you, you figure out a Satan, but you don't believe in him. He was just the first rebel rouser, the first person to be like, hey, this isn't right. Maybe we don't do this, you know? I watched the documentary uh, on it, too. Did yeah. you? Yeah, it's Hail pretty cool. Satan? Like, Hail Satan. Yes. Have you seen that? These people seem fun. <laughs> oh, my God, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they believe in Satanism. Or, we don't believe no, in No, I don't believe in Satanism. It's just... Uh, recognizing, yeah, like you said, the first one to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, he was apparently the snake in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Like, God was like, don't eat the apple. And he's the one that convinced he was like, Eve. Dude, knowledge is knowledge. It should be yours. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't argue spin. with that. I love it. And then, you know, and? Abraham was about to murder his son for God. And, uh, yep, as a sacrifice. Yeah, again, Satan was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And uh, <laughs> You're about to convert me. <laughs> And he's like, uh, so I'm like, <laughs> and so like, okay, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything. Right. But the universe is weird. Yeah. I don't it's scary. believe in coincidence. It's scary. I want to believe in like multiverses and stuff like that. Dude, it's crazy. Like seeing scientists speak about that. It's hard to understand. But like even time as this thing that could be manipulated, just oh, how right. do we get there? That stuff's terrifying. Well, they've proven how is it that. terrifying? They've so they've proven, proof, proven that. Because they have atom- atomic clocks. And they've, they've taken atomic clocks on high-speed like jets for a period of time mm-hmm. and showed that time on Earth was moving faster than time in the, when it was on the clock that was being transported. Oh, my God. But, see, but by, like, to... microseconds, like right. whatever. But they, they were able to prove it. I 100% agree that time yeah. travel is possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like time. Okay. This could go into such depth, too. Well, okay, let's take a clock for it. Yep. yep. Like, we look at that clock. It ticks, goes by quick, right? Okay. But you take something so much smaller. Yeah. So much tinier than that fucking, just that, that second hand. And it's going to take forever to get there on that tiny spectrum. So it's like time is definitely a man-made construct. Yes. 
and I don't know. But to manipulate it. It's figuring it out how to bend it. That is the thing. That is the thing. But I don't think we should. No, because because no, too many bad things could happen. Just like just like you see in the commercial for Flash, where it's like I could change things, but you could also fuck it up. Right. Cool. I'll kill Hitler, and guess who takes over after that? You know, like there's always going to be someone. Baby Hitler. Baby Hitler, Baby dude. Hitler. Even in a suit. Yes, yeah, just like a meaner mustache, though. That's crazy to think of that concept. So you, if there was something, if there was something where they said, "Hey, you have an opportunity to change time, you could do it." What would it? There wouldn't be anything. No. What about you, Tony? Everybody's like, 9-11. I'm like, eh. <laughs> you're like, I love that. I love that when Louis says, somebody asked me, what would you do, kill Hitler? And he's like, I would go back before this fucking conversation started. Mm. <laughs> I would, wouldn't want to change time, but I definitely want to go back in it. So, oh, I would love that, just to see it again. You'd go back and yeah. see you making love your first time. We'd be like, get her. No. Good for you, buddy. No. So I'd want to see two things. I'd okay. want to see how the pyramids were built. Fuck and yes. I want to see dinosaurs. I would love. Dude, that's a good to answer. Simplicity. I would love. I would love to see the pyramids to too. To see the end of dinosaurs. <laughs> I would love to see that moment. And then you check out. You're like, you go back into the time machine. You would just like, soon as the, soon as like the waves and the okay, blast start. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was this. Dude, I recorded it in my phone. Fuck, I didn't press record, but it's there. Dude. Time, multi-universe, like you said, multiverses, also. That's so, also another thing. That's been proven, yeah? Okay. I don't know if that has been proven. So if you were to die, okay. what would you want to happen? Heaven, hell, your ideal scenario, what is it? What I believe or what I want to happen. What would you want to happen? I would love for, you know, obviously the shell of me is gone. This It's just yeah. the shell. Husk. The shell of me. Okay. Bane shell. Bane. Bane. Did you know that I seen darkness after I die? He did, we both do Bane all the time. Bane. We talk. We make love to the Bane voice. But anyways, Shell dies. I would love for this to go somewhere else where it's not Manny even, where it's just an energy transfer to a thing that could produce something else. Okay. Like almost like a reincarnation, but like if there's a heaven, uh, great. That's that's dope. Who who's who argues against that, dude? I love playing I the do. harp. You don't like playing a harp. You don't like wearing a loincloth. I, I don't. I don't want happiness all the fucking time. Yeah, happiness. Yeah. What do you want? You're at this point where you put in your life. Now it's not just happiness. It's it's peace. Peace. You don't want peace. Now this guy still wants to. He's like, come on. Who's got some fireworks? <laughs> Tony loves that too, man. Honestly, man. Like I don't want the the continual happiness. I don't want that. I don't want the continual pain it's, either. It's a safe way to go. Like reincarnation would be badass. You just like zip me back in there. Let's let's run it again. Um, I'm someone that is very. I think it's maybe because of our job too, where I have constant reminders like how precious this is. So I think that's a huge thing with me now. Where like I I don't want to waste my time with little things like being here, um, spending time with this little guy. Those little dumb little things I'm very thankful for. And when it's all gone, I think I'm gonna you know I won't miss it obviously, but. I would love to have it again. That's my thing. This yeah. is what I would like. My ideal scenario is when you die, you're going to go back through your your life and maybe see where other decisions would have led you. That is sick. That would be a cool thing. Because you know what I would do? 
Yeah, there's a lot of times where I thought like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future where he just like went out and did the easy thing and he gets like a lottery thing and you win big bucks and now your life is doing this. It was a sports betting manual. Sports betting manual. manual. But uh, we could play it easy and just like memorize uh, Louis C.K.'s act from like 2005 and you just write it down. Next thing you know, you do it when you're 12 years old and they're like, who's this prodigy? There's so many. There's so many things you can do. I don't know what I would do. Just like you, like different decisions. I, you know what I thought of too. I think that is cool. What I thought of because we could have gone just to see. so many different directions. Yeah. And there's certain people you meet in your life <coughs> that can totally change that opportunity for you. Absolutely. Sometimes for the good or for the bad. And uh, what could you have really aspired to be? Do we really know? I think there's some people in this world that they know and they're doing it. But that's just a very my dad was small one of those guys. Micro small micro, and to be happy with it, to choose. Yeah, mine was yeah. really crazy. I got my original degree in communications, so I applied from the OR job. A friend recommended it. I had done fire and all that stuff. Do the OR job. Don't hear anything for two weeks. I apply for a communications job, same hospital, and I I get home. I'm like I crushed it. They call me and say, Hey, we're offering you this job, and I'm like, Great, I'll take it. They're like, Take some time, maybe a few minutes, and call us back. Okay, I get a call no more than a minute later. Hey, we're offering you the job. And I was like, you guys just called me. And they're like, no, we didn't. And I was like, yeah. And they said, this is for the OR. And I'm like, what are the fucking chance? They didn't call me for two weeks. And within the same minute, two minutes, I get this call. And now I have a decision to make. That's why I don't believe in coincidence. It's crazy. There have been many moments where I've had like the chance to pay for something that I really wanted. I'm like, no, I don't feel this. I don't really want to do this. To pay something? What do you mean pay for something? Like, like buy something oh, right. and, I want, and I'm just like no I'm not going to have that and then something bad will happen and it, it, like the money that I have is just you enough to cover it. it and I'm just like yeah it's crazy you say that when there are times where like a paycheck to paycheck thing happens where I'm like I got to survive I survive every time and maybe it's not just survival maybe I'll be fine but it's like I feel like so many times by this skin of my nose it's like how is it every single time no matter what whether i get a shit ton whether i have crazy paychecks or or shitty ones it's surviving just by the hair it's crazy yeah this is weird man and then i chose this job because i asked my friend hey what do you think i would dig and she said i'm not gonna lie man you seem like the kind of person that would like this so like to put people to sleep put people to sleep hang out but also like be on call have your hand in someone's chest pumping their heart doing stuff that's just looney tunes Woo! dude we do that all the time you pump my heart (laughs) but dude just like the fact is i wouldn't have done that otherwise i wouldn't have considered doing other parts of my life i wouldn't have the like the jokes i have yeah i would have had a completely different life who knows who i'd have met i would have met a girlfriend i would have met friends we would have known each other but who knows if we'd be in this position what did they say uh the times the times you don't know, uh, it's like how close you. The times you don't know, you've been so close to sex and death, would drive you nuts. Death that would drive me nuts. I think about that too. I I remember times where I was so close to death. It's maybe. Are you just crazy like me? So I went hiking in Utah. Nope, not that crazy. Yeah, you. Or <laughs> <laughs> that white, but go ahead. <laughs> That's gonna be short. Uh, <laughs> I would never do that. But I remember doing this. It wasn't something I ever did before, but being on the edge of cliffs, I don't enjoy that. 
I never had a fear of heights until until I started flying helicopters for fire, and now there's a fear of heights. But I would think all the time, like, what if I just, what if I just did it? What if I just fucking, I'm this close to completely changing everyone's life. It's a weird. I think it's a psychopath way, kind of like Bill Burr's. Like, what if I shove those mu- muffins in her face? I have that thought all the time. Of what if I just took a step here? I think everybody has those thoughts because I'm like. I'll be driving and I'm like, what if I just, yeah, <laughs> I've had that. mold over have. this sidewalk? It's weird. Why do we do? It's just, it's is it just because it's, it's no, that's not like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Cause you ask questions. What if when you have those thoughts and this is something that's like always kind of, funny, here we go. It's like, what if like you have those moments where you're like about to make a big decision. You're like, nah, nah, let's go forward with what <laughs> I was doing. I always think about this. I was like in the multiverse, I would have died right there. Okay. In another universe, I would have made this decision, would have got fucking smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something would have happened. Which could have happened, like, that's what I think about with the job acceptance. The different positions, like, different lives. You're right. It's the littlest things, the two, that could crush you. Oh, for sure. Like you say. Do you remember one where it's like, this is a big, what do I do? Mm. I mean, I'm sure we've had them a million times. You, Tony, speak up if you have something like that. Yeah, okay. I had this moment where I was on uh, the boulevard in St. Clair. Uh, I was heading south, but I was getting ready to turn back on St. Clair. Hey. And uh, I had my really shitty car, but it was my favorite car in the world because that thing had the heart of the fucking champion. <laughs> I love those cars. And, uh, they just pull you through, just like chance. Yeah. yeah. What are the I chances? Was ready to, like, I was, there was this car coming, but I was like, I think I can make that. I think I can make that turn. Oh, my God. Right, and right, I right. I fucking hit the gas and my car died. Oh, <gasps> shit. Uh, I was like... And it's a good thing it died because I would have not have made that fucking turn. They would have hit you. They would have fucking smashed me. This is a where? Boulevard? This is uh, on the boulevard in St. Clair. Yeah. Dude, that yeah. is where shit happens. And I was just like... I see the word... You know, can't tell me how many accidents come in from off the boulevard by St. Clair all the way up to like Walmart. That's crazy, dude. But it's weird. It's weird that you think... Do you ever think about that? You just speed ahead and you're like... Whoop, or even snowboarding where you're like... If I just turned a little this way. I mean, I was... One of the last rides I had, I remember going down the, the mountain. It was racing as fast as I could. And the thing will kind of clock you. It'll tell you your speed. But at that speed, I mean, if I just <laughs> move my nose of my board one way or the right. other, that's a car accident. That is a car accident worth of force. But in the in those moments, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just you're praying focused. to God. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not focused. Like praying, you're not like <laughs> you're just like you know. It's like that, that feeling, or um, you know, just when you're about to go off a jump, it's that feeling like clearing your head because you cannot be thinking about shit. Like your mind might go a thousand directions, mm-hmm. but you just have to stop and be like, no, I can do this, and you just go because it's amazing, man. It's like. Your own mind will will make or break you, just depending it's on how you use it. Just like skydiving, which is something I'd never wanted to do, but now it's kind of like... Did you do it? No, I haven't done no. it yet, but I think one day I will. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you have that focus. It's cool to just let your minds go, but you can't do that in the position. You have to act. It was, it was flying for me. I was scared to death of flying. I'm not on planes, yeah. but flying out like Superman. Well, I, I hopped on a plane for the first time in my life when I turned 35. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was like, this is the scariest shit I've ever done. It is terrifying the I first time. Uh, and uh, I hopped on a plane. And as soon as I like, I got up in the air, I was like, shit, there's nothing to be scared of. And it wasn't like danger wasn't there or anything. It was just like 
if we smash and hit the ground, I'm dead, and it doesn't matter. It'll go like that. Like, all right. And that gave me the weirdest fucking comfort in the world. It, no, no, no. It's not weird. It's it's so real because, like, I've thought about that. You know what the worst part is? The moment you feel that, and they're like, hey, guys, we're going down. That's the part that sucks. It's the 30 seconds of, so oh, waiting. fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. But, like, hitting. Once you have that in your head, like, maybe it's the same with suicide. How people, like, have this comfort when they made up their mind, and they're like, I'm going to do this. Like, it just, it goes away because you realize... Did you imagine, like, you've made peace with it? They're like, we're going down. And you're like, woo! <laughs> you know, I think there's a... <laughs> I think there's a sketch about that, too. Uh, there was a guy, oh, yeah, there was a sketch about it where the guy is just like, you know what? We're going to die. Hey, he calls somebody, fuck you, by the way. Hey, you're a fucking loser. Nice boobs. Hey, you... And then they're like, actually, guys, we're going to be okay. And he's just sitting there on the plane. <laughs> just, like, sitting there with everybody else. God, I hope I never get to... I mean, do you think you'll ever get to that point as an old man sitting in bed? Like, you ever talk to, like, a wise old man where they're just like, hey, man, they, you got to learn to love, you got to not have regrets, all that stuff, but they have a point where they're just like, they're not afraid of... Are you afraid of death? We don't have to go deep into it, but, like, that point of where you realize you're at peace with it, you're not afraid of death? I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of what will leave behind, but I'm not afraid of dying. The, the good things in your life that you have, like your daughter and stuff, that's what you're afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not a fear of dying I have, but it's a don't want to die. Like, Me too. Like, I'll, I like to push the limit sometimes, but I don't also want to I think die. you do too. I, I, think you like getting a, I think you like getting a little rise out of it, which is awesome. Good. I, uh, I, I think I used to be that way. Then I started this job, and I saw the impacts that a small decision could have on you. Whether it's being in the wrong place, wrong time, whether it's being hanging out with the wrong people, driving. Driving's probably a big one, obviously, but like yeah. I think about it all the time like how one second you could not you could be here or one second you could lose both your legs. It's it, arbitrary. Life is really arbitrary. Eh, dude. You don't know what you could yeah. Yeah, so that's the crazy thing. And you think like it wouldn't happen to you or something like that. I'm afraid of death. I think not just because of not pain. But leaving behind these things, fucking losing. I, you know what's cr- something crazy thing about? I'm like, what if my family has to move this shit out of here? Because I le- I That's move a very out. Morbid thought. Yeah, I think about all the time. What are my parents gonna have to clean out? Because my parents had to do Your that. Browser history, probably. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Tony. No, dude. I think about like. Uh, so my, do you know the story about my brother trying to kill my other brother last year? I think you told me, but and I remember it being one of the more hilarious stories I've heard in a long time. I'm glad you think so. We're, I'm working on talking about it, but anyway, so he tried something with a knife. Yeah, right? he stabbed him 11 times. Okay. Last time I heard it was just eight, but 11 times, and went to prison. He just got out two days ago. Did I tell you that, G? Oh, he got out. He got out two days ago. My parents were dreading telling me because I was pissed. Can you imagine you tried killing somebody, stab him 11 times, and they keep you in a year? And then they're like, you know what? Just be good. I'm not scared for the boy. It's one of those things. Because it was your brother, you think? Or do you, like, why? Because that doesn't seem accurate. Like, that doesn't seem like an appropriate sentence. I mean. What do you mean? What? A, a year doesn't seem like an appropriate sentence. Like, one sentence. year for that. It's like. Oh, no. It just doesn't seem like that's enough time. No, fuck no. That's what but, I'm saying. Was it because I, it was when your I brother, heard. Or do you think it was because. No, he should have got 10 years. He should have got 20, 30. I yeah, wish he like was... an OJ-style attorney or something. Maybe you're right. I just thought I'd try to kill somebody. You know why, though, too? 
is my brother's pointed a gun at me a couple times. With me, I almost look at it like it's fine. I'm his brother. I know him, this and that. But like my mom has been trying to get him this help for a long time because one of these days she's nervous because my brother's sick. He's one of those kinds of guys that would walk into a movie theater, that would walk into a King Supers. And the day that happens is what we worry about. That's what we – so when I – just going back to like when I leave or all that, this guy is left on my parents' doorstep. And my mom is a rescuer too. That's the craziest thing in the world because you hear the stories all the time. Oh, what do you mean they released him? And then he did that? Like, Dude, that's my fear. Oh, you ever geez. seen You ever seen I Survived? Yeah. So we, it's a sick show. We gotta take it back, man. It's the only way. Yeah. Vampire style. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is one of those things where when they tell Full stories... disclosure, I was only kidding. <laughs> a little bit. You gotta, no, seriously, take him out. No, it's one of those things where... Uh, no, I, I, unfortunately, one time he scared my mom with a bat going around the house threatening her. My mom, and he's never done that. Mama, Ma, Mother Wolf is what he calls her. It's the one person he wouldn't touch. Scared her one time, I beat the shit out of him, and I've never, ever touched anybody like that. And after that, we haven't talked. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it, there's regret that I have. I don't know if it's because of anger. But anyways, it's one of those weird things where I don't want him to die either, but it's a responsibility on other people's laps. But hell yeah. hell yeah. Anyways, uh, dude, this has been a fun episode. It was. It Good was episode. fun. And honestly, just like going like this last half hour is pretty gnarly pretty going down the road. <laughs> pretty wild. So you guys heard a little bit of our origin story, a little bit of it. And uh, it was just cool to finally have Garrett on here um, without uh, having to just do a full on interview with, um, you know, we usually have tons of people on the show. We'll have a couple people at a time. That's a lot of stuff you got to do. But just to hear uh, these stories means a lot. It's fun to talk about it. And, uh, anyway, so this has been our episode 11 of Getting Our Shit Together. Uh, Tony, do you have to promote any shows coming out that you have? Zero shows. Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Zero shows. Garrett, you got something coming up uh, next month? Uh, May 27th. Pike's Punk Brewery Show. Dude, which I still want to do. I'm going to reach out to Russell. Russell Yeah, yeah. It's a fun show. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be putting out 9, 10, and 11 within this week. Um, That's a lot of episodes for one week. Yeah, well, maybe we'll push some stuff. I'm just saying it anyways. But, uh, yeah, we've been ghosting it with you. My name is Manny Crespin. And I'm Garrett Waller.